Welcome to The Read Along. A mini book club for your ears. I'm your host, Scott. I'm your other host, Anita. And join us on a journey through a good book, one one chapter chapter at at a time. time. Do you like talking about movies? Do you like talking about mediocre movies? Do you like talking about how you could have fixed mediocre movies? Well, I certainly do, and you can listen to me, Scott C. Bourgeois, along with my co-hosts Greg Beaver and Liam Kreswick, as we give our notes, and I have some notes. You can follow it now on your podcatcher of choice, or support it by visiting patreon.com slash I have some notes. personal life update we're currently kind of house hunting well we are house hunting it's not kind of we've been living in a townhouse in the southern part of edmonton alberta for eh, over a decade a little bit over yeah and give or take it was a great place for the two of us we quite like it we like the location we like the house itself but now we have two littles and (laughs) the townhouse is starting to feel smaller and more cramped yeah getting a little snug in here with all the people and toys harder to have visitors over um because we just don't have the space for it anymore and ultimately the decision was made that we should start kind of casually looking for a new house uh and that's turned into an actual like full-on house hunt now because we've we've put together the money necessary to do it and it's just been kind of an adventure (laughs) house hunting is always a fun adventure yeah you always find something interesting there's always something interesting about every house you look at yes there's some feature some thing some trait or quirk that makes you go huh (laughs) oh someone wanted this in their home yeah okay so we've been doing a lot of that for the past few weeks unfortunately um the the one house that we really both liked kind of disappeared from underneath us so that was a bit of a bummer, but we're not in a hurry. It's not like we have to have a house set up by a certain date because we've sold our place or anything. Yeah, no, we're not in that kind of rush. Yeah, so the the good news is we're taking our time, but it has been an interesting couple weeks, and we have seen some interesting houses. <laughs> oh, the things we have seen. Yeah. Anyone who's ever been house hunting has fascinating stories about this crazy house they saw. Oh, yeah. And when you bring up house hunting with any of your friends who's ever shopped for a house for themselves, you'll immediately be like, oh, my God. Well, we were looking. We saw this house. (laughs) It had this thing. You wouldn't believe. We were like, what? Like, (laughs) every time. we We have a long list of interesting houses. That we could talk about. Yeah, not even from this house hunt either. Yeah, from our previous house hunt when before we, were looking, we bought this place. Exactly. We, we saw some interesting townhouses then too. But uh, we're not going to share them here because that would be, th- that's an entire podcast. There's a podcast idea for you. <laughs> this interesting house I saw. This interesting house I saw where you just have on guests and they talk about these interesting houses that they saw. Some realtor who listens to this podcast. <laughs> there's a freebie for you. You can just steal that. Yep. I'm giving it to you. About this crazy house we saw. Why? And you can, I mean, you can file off the serial numbers. You don't have to say the address. You don't have to shame any owners. No. no Just no, talk no, no, about no the weird things you've seen in houses. Don't yuck somebody else's yum. Like exactly. someone put that in their house on purpose because it's what they wanted. Exactly. And good for them. Yep. It's not what I want. <laughs> not for that price. Good day. <laughs> Very well. Indeed. Uh, but at any rate, one person who's definitely not house hunting right now is the Queen of England. I mean, in real life, because she has 
sadly passed away. But also, <laughs> I mean, in the book, in the story, because oh, look, she lives in a castle. She's got multiple castles and palaces and if she states, doesn't, etc. If she doesn't want to live in Windsor Castle, she can just go to another castle that she owns and live there instead. Yeah, exactly. But uh, we do get a little more time with the Queen this chapter, which I was not expecting. And uh, we'll get into that after we have a brief recap of our previous chapter, chapter 12, in which the Queen takes a walk through her <laughs> castle, indeed, her abode, up to the guest servants' quarters. Yes. Uh, to inspect the scene of the crime, which unfortunately has long since been cleaned and vacated, and uh, gets a little melancholy that uh, there's really no trace of Brodsky left anymore. Yeah. Uh, one thing we actually didn't mention last episode as well, uh, the housekeeper who found the body, still on leave. Yeah. We were told she's doing fine, she's not doing fine. <laughs> she's, well, there's a difference between fine and... Fine. And fine. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, she's probably better than she was. She's probably not well enough to come back to work yet, because that's kind of a traumatic thing to encounter. Indeed. So, yeah. 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 But that leaves us with the queen and her thoughts on the investigation as we go into chapter 13 of The Winds Are Not by S.J. Bennett. So we pick back up with Her Majesty. I was expecting legitimately... Rosie in this chapter. Yeah. I thought we were going to smash cut to Rosie out on her secret mission. But no. But the, no. S.J. Bennett dangles it a little longer. We still don't know what Rosie's up mm-hmm. to. Which is fine because we get to see more of Prince Philip. Yeah, he's back. Yeah, he's back from his trip. He is... <laughs> I wrote this down in my notes. He is a delight to read about. He would drive me mad in real life. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely a big character. He forgot her fudge. He did forget her fudge, but he did bring her fish. Which is, I guess, okay. She likes fish. She legitimately is like, I'm kind of touched by him thinking about it and bringing back a bunch of salmon. Even if he knows that the dinner menu is set months ahead. (laughs) I mean, the staff would probably make an allowance and figure something out. I'm sure they would. The cook would complain, but, but the cook would do it. Me, personally, I'd be more upset about the fudge, but that's because I don't care for fish. I mean, you're the queen, and he's... Prince Philip, if he really wants the fudge, he can get the fudge. It's true. He can get the fudge tomorrow. It's fine. No. No, it's the principle of the thing. It is the principle. He forgot the fudge. But other stuff has been on his mind because he is abreast of the situation. Uh, Kind of. Um, Kind of. She gives him an update. Well, yeah. He's got the broad outlines of it because, as she puts it, he, he knows Sir Simon. They're pals. Sir Simon tells him stuff about what's going on. And so he is aware that this turned into a murder investigation. He's aware that MI5 has an idea of some suspects and stuff. And he kind of asks her some probing questions like, what do you think is going on? Yeah. Suspects? Yeah. And this leads me to believe Prince Philip knows that she's a detective. I He doesn't say it outright, but I agree with you. Yeah. It feels like he does. You asked this last episode. Yeah. Like, does Prince Philip know? And I think we have an answer here. I He doesn't outright say it, but the way he's like, what do you think of MI5's theory? Do you have any suspects? And when she gives him the Putin answer, he's like, what? <laughs> I like he's like, what, himself? <laughs> <laughs> like, personally? Like, Putin came down and killed this guy? No, he's incredulous. He thinks that MI5 is barking up the wrong tree, and that's relieving for the queen to hear because she's like on the one hand yes okay i 
I know. I've already figured this out. I don't need you to tell it to me. But on the other hand, it's reassuring to hear my closest confidant, basically, yeah. echoing back my own thoughts. Like, mm-hmm. that shows to me that I'm not the one barking up Yeah, the I'm not totally off track, that he sees it too. Yeah. Yeah. But he does ask, like, who do you think might have done it? Yeah. She's like, oh, there are some suspects. And he kind of intimates to her, like... Could you wrap this up soon? Like, <laughs> could you figure this out quickly so we can get on with our day? So yeah, I think he is, I think he knows. Mm-hmm. He knows that she solves mysteries and he's just like down with it. Yeah, I very probably. And I like that. I think that's awesome. It tracks to me that she wouldn't keep it secret from him. Or if she's never mm-hmm. outright said it, he's just perceptive enough to realize what's going on. Yeah. I also enjoyed her deciding to keep Meredith's story to herself. Yeah. Because Philip is apparently a quite, gossip. Yeah, quite the loudmouth. And we'll spread that story around. And I was like, no, no, we don't betray confidences. Well, yeah. And as she put it, like, even she's not technically really supposed to know. So better to not tell a notorious gossip who's going to go and tell all the guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, you'll never guess what happened. And then it just spreads everywhere. And then everybody knows. And then no good. But her meeting with Prince Philip is not her only meeting that day because she's also asked the police commissioner, basically, yeah. to get an, to get an update. And he's sweating bullets. He doesn't like talking to people in positions of authority. It's almost cute. Yeah, because he's... he's super nervous he's going to get told off by the queen. <laughs> like, it's funny. And he's, he's the guy in the position of authority, but he's, like, gotten called into his own principal's office. Basically, yeah. And so he's, like, really off-put about it. And he's... Trying to tell himself, like, you're not going to get told off by the queen. You're not going to lose your job. Yeah, like, she's not doing this to yell at you. <laughs> she just wants an update because there was a murder in her house. And that's certainly how the queen plays it off. But she's actually using this opportunity to feed him clues. And I think get some answers. Just a little bit. Just yeah. to see where they're at, right? Yeah. She's sort of feeling out where the police are she, at. She wants to see if the police are at all at the same point where she's at in her investigation, basically. Yeah. And unfortunately, it sounds like they're kind of a step behind, which doesn't surprise me. She's the detective. Also, they're working off of Humphreys's theory. Yeah. Which is wrong. Yeah. Right? I mean, the commissioner is kind of like, I'm sure that they've got their like stuff in order everything seems to be on the level there like it's fine everybody's doing their job you can be assured of that and she kind of plays it off as that's very reassuring to hear Mm -hmm. but again she does slip him some clues that she's uncovered because (laughs) she can't outright say hey i know for a fact brodsky snuck out of the servants quarters got into meredith gostolov's room room and that they had a big old sexy time for hours right underneath security's noses. She can't say that out loud because number one, she's not supposed to be investigating it. Number two, she'd be betraying someone's confidence. Yes. But she does like suggest it. Well, she's like, she asks about it. Yeah. Like could he assures her. And then she has that funny story. When he lists off the people they're considering suspects, she's like, and of course the guests for the party. And he's like, oh no, we're not considering them. There's two floors between them and the rooms where Brodsky was found dead. Two security checks. And the security guards say they didn't see any. Anything. So no one could have slipped by. And she's like, ah, or <laughs> maybe if someone was in disguise, they might have slipped by. Because previously, Philip just this morning was telling me about how the French ambassador once slipped a showgirl into his... Yeah, dressed as a maid. Dressed as a maid into his room because she slipped by security in disguise. Yeah, and he did it to win a bet. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'll have to tell the guys back at the office about that one. Yeah, but it's it's she's planting the seed. 
like, could this have happened here? And he's not exactly consciously picking it up in that moment. No, but I hope the seed was accurately planted. Yeah, but it's interesting to see that's how the queen works here. She's not saying outright this is what happened, but she's talking around it in a way that like a canny person would be able to pick it up mm-hmm. and be like, oh, you know what? We didn't look into that. Maybe we should. Oh, hey, there's something here. I um, hope he's not too nervous about the situation to not pick up on that. But my feeling is this is the queen's MO. This is how she does her thing. Probably, this is, yeah. this is the magic that was alluded to this earlier in the book. This is how she very sneakily solves mysteries. Yeah, she doesn't solve it herself. She just leads the people who do solve the mystery to the solution. She makes you think it's your idea. Exactly. <laughs> so that she can just fade into the background and people don't know that she's actually this brilliant detective. It's extra clever. Yeah. That is extra clever. Subtle detectiving. Indeed. But that's basically the chapter. More or less. There's one more thing she brings up. She asks about the Russian embassy. Yes. And like, have they found his family, any next of kin, someone to come claim his body? And the answer is no. And the answer is no. And that is both sad and interesting. Yeah. The commissioner does say that he will follow up on that and look into it because the last he heard, the body's still just sitting in a morgue. Yeah. And no one has asked about that in a while, he notes. Yeah. Which I think is important. Yeah. Why? It's, it's interesting that Brodsky, and this is something that was brought up prior as well, just in the last chapter with the queen, like, it's like he was never even here. It's like there's no footprint left by this guy. No. He might as well have just vanished off the face of the earth for the amount of, like, grief and uh, and impact he left behind. Yeah, his and roommate will miss him, but that's the only person he's got in his life? And uh, what about this ex-girlfriend he broke up with? Like, there's just, there's nothing. And it's so fascinating. And it speaks to, and I, I think I even mentioned this last episode, it speaks to a lonely life in a way. Yeah, kind of. That even in death, there's no one really who's like, oh, well, you know, we should reach out and, and arrange something. Like, we know he was practically an orphan but there's no one the russian embassy couldn't find anyone who is interested in this guy that's what i mean like even the (laughs) even the payrovskis like he was at the very least mash's piano teacher they knew about him they they knew him well enough to invite him to the party to play you'd think maybe even just they might be like oh well you know the least we could do is give him a burial But but nothing it seems like he has nothing but acquaintances which is again so sad and lonely yeah and, and again, points to who had a motive to do him harm. Uh, it's weird. It is weird. It is weird. I will also point out, Vadim gets mentioned again in this chapter, too. So he is being kept in mind. Yes. Uh, no, because I think, I think the commissioner mentions that the manservant who was next door to him in the, in the next room, yep. he gets brought up again. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. My theory that it was a case of mistaken identity, that someone meant Vadim harm, still in play, hasn't been completely discounted. No, it hasn't. And I, I can't help but thinking that maybe you're right. Like, and it's starting to, it continually points there. One of the reasons why it continues to be my leading theory as well is because we're, we're what, halfway through the book practically? Mm. Very close, if not there. And We're approaching halfway. We're pretty close. And we still don't even have a clue what the motive could be to kill this guy. No. Other, I... than, other than the half-baked theories that MI5 has put out there. Eh. So, again, it, it could be something. Could be nothing. We could we could find out next chapter. Again, Rosie's out on a secret mission. I expect we're going to catch up with her soon. I hope so. So maybe that will be in chapter 14, which you will want to read up on in time for next week. Yeah. Yeah, another bit of a short episode here. A couple short episodes in a row as we've been catching up with the queen, but well, that's fine. That's what happens when you get some short chapters in a row. Yeah. 
and it kind of works out for us. We are taking a short vacation coming up. You will not miss any episodes. <laughs> this episode will land as regularly scheduled, but uh, it means that we can bank an episode in advance and uh, it makes for easy, easy editing on my side. You don't need to tell everybody that. I'm telling people how the sausage is made because they want to know. All right. Anyway, uh, read up on chapter 14 in time for next week. In the meantime, of course, give us a little rating and a review on your podcatcher of choice because that helps us out. Mm -hmm. Also, we appreciate the feedback. Yeah, you can send us feedback via social media. Absolutely. We are currently on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Goodreads. We are at the read-along on most of them, so yeah. we're pretty easy to find. Yeah, I mean, there are now... As of recording date, there's like 12 new social media sites that have launched. Yeah. Everybody's trying to be the next Twitter. Twitter seems to be in a tailspin. Who knows where we'll be next week? I don't know. <laughs> we'll let you know when and where we set up. We're on the internet somewhere. You can we, find us. We'll, we'll try to keep ourselves visible. Yeah. Uh, you could also, of course, send us an email. That one's pretty pretty solid. Yeah, that was pretty reliable. It's thereadalong at gmail.com. And with that said, as always, we love you very much and we'll see you next time. Secret Missions. Thank you for joining us on The Read Along with your hosts, Anita and Scott Bourgeois. All Read Along music is by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Cover art is by Aaron Beaver. Be sure to join us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Read Along, and check out our group on Goodreads.com.